Hello and welcome to Clamp, the Creating, Living, and Making podcast. My name is Grant Alexander. I'm your host this week. And joining me is Morley Kurt. Hello. And all the way from Sydney, Australia is the amazing Adam Mackey. Hello. That was a very a very interesting how one person just got their name and the other person got a bunch of adjectives and a location. But anyways, Adam, what have you been up to this week? Uh, I haven't really done much this week. We went on a holiday about four hours north of where we live with um, the in-laws. And yeah, it was really fun. It was nice to just get away and not have to think about stuff. Although I probably would have rather be working on my workbench. <laughs> Nice. Nah. I saw you uh, feeding the local fauna, kangaroos. Yeah, we um, we had kangaroos. They would come up to our little cabin every morning, and we're feeding them wheat bix and and all this other good stuff. It was uh, it was good. Like they let you pat you in that, which is pretty rare for wild kangaroos. But I guess they're probably used to it now. Like where they are, they probably have people come feed them at that cabin all the time. Yeah, looked like a fun holiday. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I ate like crap, and I drank like crap. Hmm. <laughs> a lot of beer and a lot of soft drink. And I haven't had soft drink in like seven years. But I was wow. like, stuff it on my holidays. I'm going to go all out. I think you're going to take t- work hard play two, hard. two years of, of hard work and flush it down the drain in a week. I love it. Yeah. Yep. You can only do so much damage in a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not going to keep drinking it now. I'm yeah. home. Yeah, my wife looks at me and she's like, "So what? what what's going on here? Is this just while we're away?" Or? <laughs> uh, well, that's fun. How about you, Morley? What have you been working on? I'm still working on the leatherworking toolbox. It's actually been a super fun uh, project. It is a super fun project. Um, so, like, the box is all built. Um, aesthetically, the outside is all done. I'm now working on all like the tool holders that go inside. If you hear in the background, uh, my 3D printer is actually currently going. I'm printing a little shelf tray uh, thing, drawer drawer tray thing uh, that will hold some smaller things that don't fit into specific tool holders. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a really like fun thing. Like you know, I get home from work and make a holder for another tool. Um, so yeah, hopefully I will get that done in the next couple of days. Maybe get the video out by the time this podcast's out, if not during the week uh, when you are listening to this. Um, it looks so cool. I'm like so pumped with how it looks. I got these really uh, like beautiful, bulky, uh, I can't think of any words today. These beautiful, bulky clasps, I think is the word. Like the things that you use to hold closed uh, a chest. Uh, those sort of things that you would yes. see on like a road case or a trumpet case. They're not like, you're not, they're not your standard run of the mail toolbox ones, but they're, they're pretty chunky. Um, yeah, but at work, uh, there's been a whole bunch of stuff going on. Um, I have been getting much more comfortable in the maker space and kind of like in my role. Uh, which is really good. It's always like, you know, it takes so kind of long to settle into a job and sort of like figure out what your kind of, what latitude you have. Um, and the owners, like I'm working so intimately with one of the owners 
that like I could feasibly like just continually ask him questions, but I know that he has like a million things to work about. So I don't want to be bothering him all the time with my questions. So it's, it's really nice to be able to like, feel like I can go on and do things on my own now in like kind of organizing the makerspace a bunch, improving the wood storage, uh, working on some, uh, prototyping some projects. Um, so all kind of been involved in like all aspects of the business there. Uh, they're thinking of maybe getting another unit. So we went and looked at that this week in the same complex. Um, I'm tomorrow from when we are recording, uh, they're having an in-person class and these kids have designed and built battle bots, like these small radio controlled battle bots. So tomorrow I'm going to set up a little arena for them. Uh, I I think it's going to be like a sort of like start in your corners navigate through this kind of like town setup and retrieve an object and bring it back full contact. Um, so that'll be fun. Full, full uh, contact. That's funny. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, it's not Battle just sumo, as in like push each other out of the ring. Yeah. Battle bots were like something I wanted to get into so much as a kid. They were like, Same. I worked at a hobby shop. I had all, I literally had everything that you needed the batteries, the motors, the RC stuff. Like I still have it all. I I had all the stuff and I never like had the opportunity or the like, cause like if you make yourself a battle bot and you don't have anyone to fight, it's, it's a pretty, it's like, it's like when you get a paintball gun. Yes. And (laughs) it's only fun if you have people to play paintball with. I experienced that first. Yes, I I Um, did too. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have the same luck of my brother did where all of his friends were playing paintball. Mine weren't, that wasn't as much of what my friends were into. Um, Yeah. So there's our like basically a 3d printed chassis and they actually made 3d printed tank treads, which are really cool. Um, And it's all run on Arduino. So it'll be really cool to see them actually use them tomorrow. I haven't really seen them in operation much except uh, some brief testing, but that should be a lot of fun. Um, Yeah. So lots going on there. I didn't know we had. I didn't know we had Grant Imahara here. <laughs> well, I didn't. These kids are more Grant Imahara than I am. <laughs> I am not. I have lots to learn about robotics. There's, there's so much. You know, Bernie. Uh, and it, Bernie Solo, the guy who made this little thing I've been playing with. Um, he sprocket. did BattleBots. Yeah, the little sprocket. He did BattleBots with his son. Cool. What are, you, what are you playing with? It's called a sprocket, and it is a little gear oh. with a chain around it. I guess, I guess everyone will have to go to YouTube to see what it looks like. Or Yeah, is he still selling them? Uh, I, I got the very last one of the uh, like first run of them, and uh, I think he was going to see if there was still interest and, and make some more, but I don't know for sure. I definitely know there were people trying to knock it off and stealing his video and trying to sell them. Yeah. And obviously not fun. But not fun at all. But what have I been working on? What have you been up to, Grant? Uh well, <laughs> despite last week saying I wouldn't do it, I decided to rebuild the uh miter saw uh stop block system. The simple stop block system for miter saws, as I like to call it, because I like alliteration. So I filmed, edited, and released that video the day after we recorded the podcast because I just had the, the creative juices were flowing. Um, if 
You know what I'm what? saying? Uh, and I, it's turned out, you know, like YouTube gives you little statistics on how your video is doing in comparison to the last 10 videos you've dropped. And of course it's in the number one spot. Um, so it's a good thing I went and did it. Uh, the other thing I did, yeah. I, I think it's go ahead. Yeah. So I was gonna say, I think it's really cool that other people have already made your gym. yes, someone in Australia, all the way, like literally around the world. <laughs> the like the day after I did it, they like uh, Ansley from Small Fry. Uh, she yeah. she had already made it. I thought that was really cool. That that to me is cooler than like them sharing it. Like they've actually thought it was that good that they've wanted to make it for themselves, which I think is like a really cool achievement. I agree. That totally made my day. It was one of those things that really got like, that like made my like mood altered. Some might say Mm. it really like, yeah, that's mm. a big, yeah. I'd say, you know, I was going to talk about something else I did, but it doesn't matter. We'll just go right into the topic. (laughs) Uh, we want to talk about mood altering things, um, and the segue is ruined. So I'm just going to go right to it. Um, I swear it would have been a perfect segue if I like didn't just like say like kind of have a little blip and say something. <laughs> if I didn't just like do that, you would have went right into yeah. it. But I could see that I interrupted your train. Yeah, of thought. <laughs> and, and if you if you didn't have another thing you were going to talk about, you would have <laughs> just flowed the. Yeah, I was going to just not put. Anyways, yes, thank you, Morley. That was great. I. Uh, I'm sorry. Really, we are professional. <laughs> it really did. Like I, I like when I saw that um, in the morning because obviously Australia is uh, I don't know backwards town and like is awake while I'm asleep. Uh, in the morning, I saw these like someone has tagged you in a video in their stories, and uh, it just like brightened up my day the whole day. And I just wanted to make more things. Uh, and it's one of those. Th- mood altering things that I wanted to talk about with you guys today and, and wonder are the, what are the other types of things, whether they be, uh, you know, someone making something that and sharing the thing they made that, you know, showing you inspired them to make something like that's one thing. Um, and maybe we'll start off with that. Talk about, has that ever happened to you and how did it make you feel? Well, not to keep going on about you, but watching your video made me, I think that it would actually be really cool to extend my Midasaur like fence across the front of the Midasaur itself. One for like the small cuts, two to add in a zero clearance. But I just think it would also be straighter in a sense as well. Yeah, totally. I thought that was like as soon as I watched your video, I'm like, I need to get home and make this fence. Well, I can't wait to see that. And don't don't forget to tag me and tell everyone to watch the video. Yeah. I probably won't do it. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm too lazy. Well, so is, have you ever had anyone make one of your projects? Not that I know of. I've had it happen in forms. Um, so it's always cool when someone tags me on Instagram when they tried embossing leather with 3D printed stamps because they saw me do it. Um, and I've, I've had that happen with a few people. Um, I mean, I know some people are currently working on the art deco puzzle boxes because a guy emailed me about, uh, you know, like a problem he was having. So I've, I've yet to see any finished products, but the thought that people are working on them is, um, is pretty cool. Um, and 
I don't know. I'm trying to think of, of other times. I mean, you know, I've gotten a lot of comments of people telling me they've been, that I've inspired them to do something, which is like almost just as good. Because, like people literally explicitly, explicitly saying like, I hadn't thought of doing that before. And the fact that you posted this made me realize that I can make this thing. So thank you for that. And I think that's like almost as good of a feel. I mean, you can't ask for a better response to a video than that. Oh, like that's about as good as it gets. Yeah, totally. I've, so I think if you post more on Instructables, I think you'll find more people uh, and like sharing with you that they did the thing because Instructables has a way of like saying, I made this project and I made this yeah, and you too. post up uh, like a picture of it. And I've got a few people who have made like the project I made and it just like, like you said, you can't, there's nothing that can make you feel that good. Like anytime I'm feeling down, if somebody's like makes a project of mine or, or even says like, I you've inspired me to make something slightly different, but like what you did inspired me to make something. It just like, boom, my mood is way up there. Yeah. Well, go ahead, Adam. I was going to say, I had a, um, I've had a few people say they want to make the drum table because it got shared on Facebook by Vuv. Yes. Yeah. And then that got shared around as well. So pretty um pretty excited to see that. A lot of people have been saying they want to make make some of those, which I think would be pretty cool. I want to put that on instructables as well, but I'm just waiting for the right competition. Well, you could have done so, trash to treasure. I know, but I was away and I just haven't had mm. time to do stuff. It doesn't, it doesn't close until like April twenty sixth. You got lots of time. Oh, I might do it then. <laughs> I got, yeah. I got some at work tomorrow to do it. So I'm there gonna you do, go. it. Um, do it. And then what was there was something else. Oh, I can't remember something else. I, I made someone said it inspired him to do, to make something similar, but I can't remember what it was. I guess it didn't alter your mood enough. <laughs> it probably did at the time. Yeah. I. Uh, you know, another thing that when thinking about mood altering, it's not always. Um, you know, not everything gets you into a good mood. And sometimes you want to think about like, what are the, the negative uh, moods and how to avoid them? Um, mm-hmm. It's one thing I've, I've thought about because we're going into another, we're likely going with, they haven't announced it yet, but our public health doctor has recommended that our city go into another lockdown and that just puts me into a like the the cases are higher than they were over Christmas, which is just insane to me. Wow. Um, I don't even understand it because we've been in a pretty like serious situation for a while, and things aren't getting better. So I don't know. Isn't like lockdown fever or whatever? But that just puts me in a bad mood. So I wonder, like, what are some of the things that have put you in a bad mood, and kind of how do you try and deal with them? One that I was struggling with either today today or yesterday, um, it's it's so annoying when you are like, tr- like let's say you're trying to like 3D model something and something just won't work, not because of something that you did wrong, but something that is like seemingly outside of your control. Like today I was modeling this table that I'm going to build and I copied the table And every time I did something to the copied instance, it was also doing it to the original one. 
And I was like, I've never run into this problem before. There's no reason that this should be happening. Why is this happening? And it just interrupts your flow immediately. Like those, all of those little things that like, they almost shouldn't exist. Like in a perfect world where the only thing that is getting in your way is your own incompetence, those issues shouldn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's, it's like when I'm writing an instructables and you press control Z, like undo and the entire like page, everything you've written from the start. And you're like, why did this just happen? And it's that thing that just like goes, I I'm done. I'm going to just walk away now. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's that same like it's, yeah. you don't understand why it's happening it's never happened before yeah and then you have to address that problem and it's it's I think like we've talked about this so many times like it's it's kind of a gumption builder in some ways because like those issues do arise and like you have to get over them um, and it's a muscle that you can work out and trying not to get too frustrated when they happen, but it's really hard not to get frustrated when things are going so great. And if you're on a time crunch, if you're like, I only have 30 more minutes to work on this and now it's just not going to happen anymore. I mean, it's, it's part of the whole thing where it's like, we all, people always underestimate how long things will take. And part of it is because you never think about those random things that come up that you never expect because the software is just a little too stupid. <laughs> Huh. What about you, Adam? Yes. Oh, oh. that was. I unmute just as my baby screams. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I recently had. I did two hours of editing on my um, on my computer, and then it decided to freeze and didn't save. And same thing. I was just like, I am not in the mood to redo this right now, and just walked away. Um, but since that, I learned that I can turn on auto save. And now my computer will auto save my projects like every minute or something. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that it does it. It's good. That's good that you recognize that, that you said like, I don't need to deal with this now and just walked away because the, another way you could have responded is getting like super frustrated and just like working on it angrily right then. Cause I think yeah. that's a really important way of, of learning to control your mood and how things affect you is knowing when, you need to just walk away from something and it's getting frustrating and come back sure. to it when you're in a better mindset. Like just the the wherewithal to know when to do that can have like such positive effects on your mood. Like especially when you realize like something isn't it doesn't need to be done right now. You know, you can yeah. walk away and and come out with something better and feel better for it. Yeah, for sure. I've got um so something I'm not going to talk about has been really like screwing with me lately, which is making it hard to work on stuff. But then also with my car, my insurance company is trying to decline my claim, but they've also already written off the vehicle. So in other words, I'm not going to get any money from insurance. And then I also get a car back that is unregisterable and undrivable and unusable and end up with nothing. So like I've been dealing with that for the last week while on holidays and that's like literally putting me in the worst mood, not making me wanting to do anything and yeah, it just sucks. So yeah. Wow. That's, I hate insurance and even thinking about it puts me in a bad mood. So why don't we talk about ways that you guys get your creative juices flowing? Because I think when we talk about mood altering things and I think about, uh, different ways that I've in the past 
tried to use things to get my creative juices flowing. And, you know, you read about different artists that have struggled uh, with creativity, especially, and people are trying to be creative and, and using drugs and alcohol to get their, their creative juices flowing. And, and I just wonder if you guys got any thoughts on that or, you know, Yeah, I, you know, I can definitely see why um, having a beer at the end of the day is so common in our society <laughs> because, you know, you get home, you're all amped up from a day of work and it, it just, it helps you get into a relaxed state where it's kind of easy to, to kind of relax and maybe do something that you didn't want to do as much, Um I don't know if alcohol affects everyone that way, but that is one way it affects me. Like sometimes it makes tasks that I don't want to do like a little more easy and fun. Um, but you know, it, it, I'm also like hyper conscious of like, Oh, that's a great way to build a dependence. I need to be like really conscious of that and make sure that I'm not doing that consistently. But you know, there's a lot of other great ways I found to have a similar effect. One that I love doing and I try to do as much as possible is reading in the morning. Hmm. And this is something I realized. This is something I realized when I'm on vacation, actually, like when I'm out of my routine and I get up in the morning and I have a slow breakfast and I like read, you know, flip open a magazine or a book that I'm reading and just spend like 30 minutes to an hour before doing anything else, just like not talking to anyone and just reading and it puts me in such a good mood in the morning in this nice, like introspective focused state where I feel like I can do like all sorts of thing afterwards. And I feel like I'm using my time nicely. And it's, it's a really nice way to start the day. And I feel like mornings are so important for that, for setting your tone for the day um, and, and finding ways where you can set the tone in the morning can be like a, a really beneficial use of energy. That's a really great, thing to think about. And I think I used to read the newspaper in the morning, um, showing my age. Um, but I've kind of switched to trying to read online news in the morning and it's completely different. Like the news has changed so much. So I feel like it's not as positive of an experience as it used to be. Right. And I feel like maybe that's something I need to think about switching up my morning routine to, do something other than reading all the garbage in the news these days. Cause I find like, I don't know what it well, is, but I find that the news has been more negative overall. Everything has just been more clickbaity. I've just not been as excited. Like, I don't know. Anyways, go ahead. Do you, do you not think that's also because you're reading it on the internet where you have all these distractions that are coming in from the sides versus reading in a newspaper where you like, the only thing you have in front of you is the newspaper, so you can be more focused on any one given thing. There is that, of course. The distractions are one part of it, but I think it's also a a, a problem with just. I think the news has changed, and and what yeah, gets and, and floated to for to the top. Like it used to be, like the newspaper, they couldn't change where something was. Like once it was printed, that's where it was, so you could read it all. Right, but now they try and like float news to the top that's getting more red um, and stuff. So it just feels like like how many times I've opened up something and it's like four articles about uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I 
on the front page of my news and I'm like, I don't care at all about them. And it would be very easy to not go into that section of the newspaper, but it's almost impossible to not hit that kind of thing uh, in, in the news online. I don't know what it is, but that's what I feel. It's like, I haven't said one article on that. Well, that cause they did, they probably <laughs> didn't move to your country. No, well, well, okay. But I, um, I don't like look at Facebook that much and stuff. So I don't see all this stuff. These are front front page of our, like the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation news site. It's because they, they at one point were moving to Canada and then they changed their minds and moved down to the States. Right. So it's a corny saying, but something I'm realizing recently is that sometimes the most corny sayings are the most true. And one of them that is, if you're not paying, then you are the product. And I think that really is the case with free news sources now. Because they are going to try to come up with headlines that will get clicks and are more sensationalized. So I think there's really something to be said for paid news sources where you can depend that, you know, they're already funded by your subscription. So it tends to be a little more reliable for like engaging high quality content. Um and I mean, I've, my main news source recently has been The New Yorker, which is like both entertaining and engaging. And I, I really enjoy reading it. Um, it's not cheap, but I get so much more out of it than I do scrolling through Google News. True. Fair. And that Google News is like the worst. You Google something once and then every one yeah. of my articles <laughs> is like, you want to, do you want to know all about miter saws? I'm like, no, I have one. Thanks. Because I Googled, like, you know, yeah. you're Googling keywords for your YouTube video, and now all of a sudden it's like, here's 17 unboxing videos about Minder Saws and your Google News. I'm like, why are you showing me this? Show me something. Anyways. I'll have to look up what it is, but there's there's something you can type into your browser. It's like something.google.com, and it literally yeah. brings up all of your suggested, mm-hmm. like, the yeah, stuff I've they're going to push towards you. Yeah, yeah I'll put crazy. it in the show notes. But, yeah, it essentially shows – it displays what you your also profile is to Google ads and like what categories yeah. you fall into according to Google. And it's surprisingly yeah. accurate. It's like all the yeah, interesting you could uh, possibly ever search. Crazy. But your, um, that analogy you said, Molly, is exactly what clickbait is. Yeah. You're, they're, they're, they're just getting that headline out there to get you to click, even though it has nothing to do with the title. I mean, with the, the story. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how some of these places get rid of some, get away with some of the clickbait they do. Well, that's a whole other rabbit hole right. um, onto itself. Yeah. Why don't we switch? <laughs> so we were talking a little bit about drugs and alcohol. We somehow got on the news, which I blame myself for being <laughs> such an old man. Um, but well, we were talking about drugs and alcohol, and then we then Morley was like, "You should read a book in the morning instead of a drink." <laughs> uh, but. Like so, I was watching. I was some clips came up the other day of Mitch Head Hedberg. Oh, I love Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, and obviously, no, 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 no. oh, you should definitely like. He's one of the funniest Great comedian. comedians I've ever had the pleasure of watching on TV. Yeah. He, um, anyways, he he obviously like he he overdosed on on yeah. I think cocaine and heroin, but. I, can't recall exactly. Uh, I think it must have been the anniversary of his death. That's why stuff was popping up about it. But 
I, it was obviously like I'm not saying that's what happened here, but I've heard of other people who who've chased the the highs of different uh, drugs, LSD, mushrooms, whatever, to try and get the creative juices flowing. You know, it's the that one of the oldest like movie tropes about a creative person, like you know turn into alcohol and like or drugs and and overdosing or or ruining their life because of it always chasing after that kind of high and i one thing i will say about it's kind of nice about working with power tools all the time is that you're more cognizant of that the the dangers Mm -hmm. of it right if you're trying to write on a typewriter you can be pretty drunk and still write uh but if you're trying to operate a table saw (laughs) the drunker you get the more likely you die. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good Definitely. point. Um, I don't know. Have you ever seen my drunk ticks? <laughs> <laughs> I have. <laughs> and it, you, there, like, there are so many ways, you know, that you can get those creative juices flowing. And I, I, I think it just comes down to like, you got to be willing to like put in work and like, there's something like some part of it comes down to hedonism, right? It's like you you're trying to find a shortcut to those those states that you want to be in. It, it's shortcuts, right? That's what substances are, um, without making a value judgment as to like how like good or bad they are. It's like a, it's a shortcut to a specific state of mind. But all those states of mind are att- are attainable <laughs> through other means. I mean, you can go, you can meditate and have a quite the experience I, I can speak to that you can go for a walk you can go for a run you can do jujitsu and you know like <laughs> come close to hallucinating <laughs> i mean there's there, there's so many things you can do and and i think like trying to switch up your routine is such a good way to sort of explore some ways of like getting ideas and and staying in a good mood um I really, I mean, I, I really enjoy just trying to like switch up my route to work. Um, you know, like that's, that's one way you you can kind of keep things fresh. So you know how I always walked anywhere is that I always go wherever the green lights take me. Right. Oh, I like that. Right. So if I'm walking down, I know I need to like, eventually I need to get like five streets over to the right and 10 streets down. Well, I might end up walking down the full 10, like if the screen lights put me all five streets over right away, but I just keep going back, forth, back and forth, wherever the green lights take me. And I always end up going a different way every time I go somewhere, if it's a routine place that I go. Yeah, that was uh, one time I went to New York City with my family and me and my dad took the subway to like the furthest northern extent of Manhattan. So like 130th street or whatever we like spent uh, like the morning in Harlem and then we walked South back to where we were staying in Midtown. And it's, this is like so stuck in my memory. Every time we hit a light, we would just take the crosswalk, whichever way it was green because we had to go like South and West. Right. Exactly. That was just the route we took. Oh, that's, took. I love it. And it was great. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, and, I'm way too lazy for that. But it's you can be lazy and do it. You don't even have to think. It's actually the fastest and, and way. And all of a sudden, you're exposed. You're exposed to new environments, and you just follow an algorithm, and then your um, your your body is 
you know, your mind is free to wander. And actually that kind of relates to my client mandation, but you know, finding those things where you can, you can be sort of mindless, but still like active can be real. We've talked about this before. Like those are just like some of the best ways, you know, to like spur idea generation, like sweeping or taking a shower uh, or going for a run. Um, and you know, something I, I love doing is changing up the environments in which I'm working. Like if I feel like I can't be motivated at all to do something, I'm just procrastinating a task that I'm just dreading doing. And I, but I know, like, I know deep down that the moment I start it, it'll be fine. So it's, it's all irrational just by like going in another room of the apartment or going to my standing desk is just like a game changer. Cause it's like, you've stepped into a different reality outside of this like little prison of neuroticism and procrastination that you built for yourself. Um, and, and it's something I'm trying to work on. Uh, it, it's just like improving my environment, especially like spending so much time inside. Like this, this tiny workshop is definitely a work in progress and I want to make it a little more conducive to feeling kind of free and open and that sort of thing. It, I completely get where you're coming from because I just ordered uh 600 watt light bulbs to try and make this room that I've been spending for the last year, like eight hours a day. And I finally went, I should yeah. get some more lights in here. So I put two new lamps in there in here. It's like one over here and one behind the computers and those bulbs. I switched everything to a hundred watt bulbs while well, like 15 watt LEDs um, just to try and make it feel less like it's a windowless basement room and a little bit more like there's some sunshine. And I think sunshine is one of those things that like can really help your mood. Oh, heck yeah. Dude, these last two weeks have been such a game changer. Just like being able to be outside in the sun. Like it's like a whole new world out there. I mean, it's just spring. <laughs> right. But so it was like Monday, Tuesday of this week, sunshine, beautiful. And I was in the best mood. And today it was rainy and drizzly and, and it just like, even though like, I don't get to see the real world for the majority of my day. Uh, when I do go upstairs, either you know use the loo or have lunch, I uh, I get to see that it's nice out. And when I see it's nice out, it's like yay, everything's happy. And when I go upstairs and it's just as dark and dreary up there, if anything, now with all these new lights, it's actually brighter in my room than it is upstairs when it's a <laughs> rainy day. Uh, it actually kind of makes me like a little like brings down my mood. Yeah, I'm the same if I'm in my shop because my shop has or like the daylight LEDs and stuff. And I'll be in there working and then walk out and go, oh, that's right. It's raining today. I forgot. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's interesting you say that though. Like that, w- if I am really engaged with what I'm doing, then it doesn't matter if it's the grossest day outside. I feel like I only care about the weather. Not only, but the weather has a much larger effect on me when I'm not super into what I'm doing. Um, right. And when you need your those mood days, though, altered, the weather. Yeah, when I need my mood altered, yeah. Mm. It, but uh, even on those dreary days, I found that like if if I feel that the weather is bringing me down, then a lot of times like actually going out into it, like putting on a raincoat and going for a walk in the rain kind of helps because it makes me feel less trapped. And I've, I've realized that like feeling trapped is one of the worst feelings for me. And a lot of times, a lot of my negative emotions can 
be traced back to feeling trapped in some way. Mm. And so like kind of reflecting on those situations, like it's okay. Like how am I feeling trapped right now? Is this rational? How can I feel less like this? It has been, has been pretty effective for me. That totally makes sense with why I don't like crowds. I don't like crowds, not because I don't like, I don't like people, but it's not the people really. It's the feeling of being trapped. It's that if I wanted to leave, it'd be difficult to get out. Right. Hmm. And it's like, it's why I I, like, yeah, that's, I don't know. Sorry. It's funny though. Cause like, I don't, I don't have that feeling with crowds and like, I could see how you could, that that would sound like I'm claustrophobic or something. And I'm, uh, I mean, I would hate being buried alive. I think that'd be the worst way to die, but I, I enjoy like, like really crowded concerts and and kind of like feeling the energy of a crowd but i guess i was more speaking like figuratively trapped like i'm in a situation that like i don't have control over and i just need to like you know kind of like bend to someone else's thing or or i'm in a situation that i've created that i don't enjoy i don't know it's uh yeah adam what was taking me out of my psyche um did well i'm gonna put you back into it but do you ever watch uh mr beast on youtube I've never seen a Mr. Beast. He put, uh, I don't know why, but I like him. Um, but he put out a video yesterday or the day before of spending 50 hours inside a coffin buried. Ooh. Like as a clear coffin, they got like cameras and everything set up. It was pretty cool. Like, I mean, he cheated a little bit, of course, like he's got like lights in there and snacks and like, but he has to pee in bottles and, I'm sure he probably has his phone charger, so he watches his phone the whole time. But still, like he's entrapped in this little container for 50 hours. Like that's pretty crazy. Like I would definitely be claustrophobic. I I can't even drive my car with my windows up. Trust me. Really? Wow. If it's really raining and stuff, I probably will. But most of the time, I don't. Hmm. That's that. That kind of reminds me. uh, You know, like he was in the coffin, but you know, he could control how bad the situation was. And I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind. If you, if you do find yourself in a bad mood to think about like, how much control do I really have over the situation? Like I can, I can take steps to make the situation better. And I'm not totally at the whims of what was created for me. Like I, I, I used to, I used to, um, take the long haul bus from Montreal to Boston to visit my family during university. And some of those bus rides were horrible. And sometimes we would get stuck at the border for an hour, the bus would be late and it was, it was, it would, it sucked, but some of them were great. And sometimes I figured out like, I can take this time to watch a movie. And even if this trip takes two hours longer than expected, as long as I accept that that's going to take longer and sort of like figure out some things to do to take up that time, then it doesn't really matter. Like that situation can be as bad as I decide it's going to be. However, getting a car and doing that journey by car was way better. (laughs) (laughs) So it reminds me of like airplanes. I don't feel trapped on an airplane. I'm comfortable. I can sleep. Mm. Like obviously the seats are the most comfortable. Right. Like if you're on a, like when I flew to Hawaii, it was like, you know, a long, long, long flight. You know, you don't, it's not enjoyable, but that being said, I didn't have a problem and never felt trapped, but I felt more trapped in an open space, like 
with crowds around me than I've ever felt on an airplane where literally I am trapped. And it's yeah. all mind over matter, right? Yeah. It, it, I mean, a lot of it is like, uh, not to get too uh, academic, but Viktor Frankl talks about this a lot in his book, Man's Search for Meaning. So for those of you who don't know the book or who Viktor Frankl is, the book, Viktor Frankl was a Holocaust survivor. Um, he spent time in concentration camp. He is a psychologist and he wrote this book afterwards about his experience in the concentration camps. And he talked about how some people completely folded to the experience and sort of gave up on life. And some people were still able to find meaning in the concentration camp. And he sort of kind of, it made him realize, I'm I'm not going to really try to paraphrase his whole philosophy, but you know, like you can find meaning in even like the worst of situations. Um, Anyways, it, it, True. if you want to dive more into the that rabbit hole, uh, Victor Frank, that's a it's a good book. But it it's so true though, and this is where you'll see people in like third world countries having a good time with not much, right? And then you com- you compare yeah. that with right. It's all like it's mind over matter compared with like what your usual like your baseline is right. And this is where it's like mm-hmm. your mood altering all comes down to what, what was normal? What was, what was happening yesterday to today? You know, and if it monotony, I think is the biggest thing that kills people. It's like the same thing every day kind of like brings people's mood to us. This like low level. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I don't know. I, I'm not a psychologist, so, but there's something there that I yeah. think that, that you're talking about. It's like, you know, some people, anyways, yeah, let's, let's not talk about that anymore. So one, one other kind of route I want to go down is the people you surround yourself yes. with. Um, because, you know, we we're, we're, I feel like we're, we're saying a lot of like, you can change the situation. You can, you can let, be, make it what you make of it. But if you're surrounded by people who are negative and downers and cynical, it's really hard to do that. So 100%. trying to surround yourself with people who make you excited and happy uh, is, is really important. And I think, you know, everyone knows that saying like you are the five people that you spend the most amount of time with. But uh, I, I heard some research recently that was basically like underscoring how true that really is. Um, hmm. It it makes a huge effect, and not I mean in this world where like you can listen to a podcast with the same people, uh, you know, like once a week or more, it, it works the same way. Like if you're listening to podcasts and on a consistent basis, those people will be part of your circle. So like you want to, you want those to be putting you in a good space as well. Like it, it come, it, it extends to media sources. And that is something that is in your control is um, the vibe that that is giving you. What I like, I thinking about both, like both the podcast thing and something that I heard on a podcast. Cause I've, I've, I've like listened to a lot of making it and, and Jimmy DeResta has talked about, uh, former guest of the show, Jimmy Duresta, has talked about, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, if you're talking to someone and you're telling them this fun thing you're excited for 
and they just keep shooting you down and like dismissing you and telling you all the bad things. Try and figure out whether or not you need to tell that person about your exciting new ideas again, right? Like, because yeah. if it like surrounding yourself with someone who's like just excited for you, and I I've really tried to do that. It's hard. It's really hard. But I if somebody says I'm really excited for this really stupid idea. I just go, that's great. And I just try and like, I don't, unless they ask me like, Hey, I've got this problem. What can I do to solve it? Right. And then I say like, well, you got to stop collaborate and listen. Um, <laughs> right. But Jesus. <laughs> uh, if you got a problem, I'll solve it. Uh, but no, it's really like, if somebody brings you something and they're very excited about it, unless they're asking you to criticize it, like give them constructive criticism, which mm-hmm. people do. So like be honest if somebody asks, but if they're just telling you, Hey, I'm really excited. I want to build a canoe. Don't tell them 15 reasons why you can't. Right. Yeah. If someone's excited to do something, what, what benefit is it to you to shut them down? Right. Exactly. Really? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I think that that's a great way of of ending that wonderful topic because I think it, I'm excited to talk about our patrons. And I want to say thank you seriously. Uh every time that we get a new patron subscri- like notification, that is something that alters my mood for that day. Uh, and even past that, every time I see someone, you know, sharing the thing, talking about something that happened in the pre-show or the after-show, uh, you know, sharing like an inside joke that we have, it like it just makes me feel like I don't know. It, it, it gives me a really good feeling. So if you want to be one of those people, we'd love to have you. Um, you can go on over to Patreon.com/clamp. And you can find all the details about the different spring level or clamp levels that you can be. There's spring clamps and C clamps and F clamps. Um, they come with different uh, like benefits. But everyone, no matter what type of clamp you are, from the lowly spring clamp to the almighty F clamp, gets a uh, a keychain made by Morley himself, a sticker. A bonus content, uh, which is the pre-show and after-show that we do. Um, And we also do a monthly hangout pre-show with just the patrons that we invite uh, people to come be part of the pre-show. So that we really appreciate if you go over there and check that out. Now, if if Patreon's not something you uh, either uh, support, enjoy, can do anything with, whatever what we would really appreciate if you just shared our show um, because sharing is caring. Um, and as it says, you know, you can never have enough clamps. So if you share the show with people, you know, they'll have one more clamp. Um, let's, let's head on over to clamp mandations. So I, uh, I alluded to this earlier on in the episode. Um, I have been listening to a book recently and it's, it's one of those things where like, I've heard about it through a few different sources. And the last time I heard about it, I was like, okay, this is the third time I've heard about this. I need to read this book. 
and it is Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. Um, it's a pretty popular psychology book. It's been out for a little while, but it's really fascinating. So his main thesis is that um, humans kind of operate on two sorts of thinking. We have like system one thinking, which is instinctual, intuitive. Um, and we have system two thinking, which is rational, analytical, calculating, critical. And the way that those interact uh, kind of inform many more ways. The way that those interact play a much larger role on your thinking than you might think. So like one of the the things he said in this book, which has become very famous, is that a lot of times when people are faced with difficult decisions or they get a difficult question, they will subconsciously substitute it for an easier question and answer that one instead. So he talks about mm. a lot of uh, fallacies, um, biases, and a lot of really interesting psychological experiments. Um, it's it's made me it's very thought provoking. Um, so I've been like listening to it on my way to work, and it's made me think a lot about like my own thinking and. Um, decision-making. So it's really interesting, you know, like there's a reason it's, it's recommended by a lot of people. Um, if, if you're interested at all in like making better decisions or um, any sort of, if you're just interested in psychology of any sort um, it's, it's a really cool book. Uh, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. Cool. It's very interesting. Yeah. He's a Nobel prize winner in economic sciences. Yeah, I think he's his specialty is behavioral economics, which is like a lot of psychology. Mm. So, you know, there's there's the classical economics, which says everyone is a rational consumer, uh, which we know is not true. And then there's behavioral economics, which actually takes into account people's psychology. Interesting. I definitely would like to read that one day. And I will uh, go to my local library and support them because I just looked on Amazon Canada and the cheapest one. Uh, it comes with a twenty dollars shipping fee because it's a 2013 book, apparently. Ooh. Audio CD for me is eighty nine dollars. Well, uh, how does that? An make audio sense? book for me is free, but I don't do those. I can barely keep up with all <laughs> the podcasts either. that are mentioned in, like because we make <laughs> every week. I like to read a physical copy. Yeah. I don't. I'm, I don't even like digital books. Anyway, going on. Going on, I'm going to talk about my clamp mendation. So I went on Amazon. There's going to be a link in the show notes. And I got, finally, I found, after searching forever, a power cord, like, six-pack adapter thingy. What do you call those things? Not a power cord. Power bar. Power, power bar. bar that has external mounting screws, which is, like, Ooh. I don't understand why this is not the norm. Why do I have to try and figure out how to mount some sort of like ridiculous, like, I don't know. Anyways, it's also got USB connections. It's great. I, I put it in, I replaced my other power cord with it. The other power cord, no matter what you do, it's always slightly loose. And when you plug in and pull out the things, everything moves a little bit and shifts. It was just driving me up the wall. This one's solidly mounted to the wall. I love it. There's going to be a link in the description below. It's made by like, I don't know, some Amazon company that doesn't, I don't know, Trond. It's called the Trond <laughs> Surge Protector Power Bar with three USB ports. I, um, I li literally just put screws through the front. Right. And that's great until 
You put screws through like because there's like motherboards on these like USB ones. On the USB yeah. ones, yeah. On the on like the old school, like the <laughs> two dollar shop ones. They're like it's literally just some wires in there, and you're not going to even right. screw. Yeah. I've d- I've done that as well. I bought an Amazon one for this desk that I'm currently standing at, and that's exactly what I did. Is I drilled through the front, yeah. knowing that I wasn't going to hit it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, I'm going to throw it out to another Aussie maker Ooh. this week. Again, um, I'm going to shout out Dana Made. He's making some really cool stuff out of. Um, he likes to work with pallets and stuff, and he's like the the Aussie. Um, Jack, what's his name? Paul Jack. Paul Jack. Well, he's Jackman yeah. and like Andrew Zito, like combined. Yeah, with his with yeah. his broken skateboard. Yeah, he do. makes some. He makes some really cool stuff. Yeah, he does some some skateboard stuff. If you watch his, um, I think it's his latest video where he makes the workbench. The top of it's made out of pallets, and then he's got a um, the clamp, the leg clamp, or whatever dead it is, man. like the full. Yeah, the dead man clamp um, or vice. I mean, is made out of. Cut up skateboards and yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah. So yeah, check out Dana Maid, who's also yeah, one of our. Seek. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of our patrons. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Well, this is the point where we would normally review. We morally would do a silly accent, and and we would do re- people reviewing our clamps, um, but we don't. We didn't have any this week. So we really appreciate if you go over there, you go over to iTunes or Podcast Addict are the two main places that you can find uh, places to review. And apparently, and and I've heard it uh, from a bunch of people, apparently this helps uh, people if they, if you review our, our podcast, it helps because you can see uh, it gets surfaced more to other people. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Especially when it's on Apple, because I'm an Android person. I'm actually a BlackBerry person. You know what it does? It makes us feel oh. good. It's a mood booster when you leave a review. Oh, sure. throwback. I love it. Um, yeah. So instead, <laughs> one of us is going to give a, a tool tip. Oh, I always forget that. Yes, that's a tool, tool tip. Or a top tip. Oh. Top tool tip tip. I thought it was just a tip. Well, you can just give the tip if you want. I don't have one. <laughs> Marley. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. We all forgot about it, so we don't have one on the floor. Uh, I don't. I don't know. You don't got any tips? Mm. Come on! You just made an automaton, and you're making this leather toolbox. You didn't get any tips from that? I know. I know. I'm. I'm overwhelmed right now with different avenues. Okay, I could go. I'm gonna go with. <gasps> it, you don't always have to be creative. Sometimes you can just take somebody else's design and run with it and use it. Um, So I made a a finger or box joint jig. And I was thinking like different ways to try and make somebody else's design my own. And I decided, you know what? I'll just make that person's jig. I don't need to make it my own. I don't need to make a video about it. I just took their stuff. I made it. That's why they put out a YouTube video about it. It's Inspire Woodcraft. Uh, you can go check it out. It's great. Uh, it's a long video, but you know what? It's an actual like step-by-step how to make this thing. Um, yeah. So you don't always have to be creative. You don't always have to have an original thought. <laughs> but I, I will say, though, if you are going to do that, don't then make your video 
of someone else's project and call it your own. Well, yeah, totally. Of course. What I what like I did, decided that I couldn't think of a better way to make no, this exactly. video. Yeah. So I just went. This guy has made the perfect jig. I, I'm not going to make one and claim it. I've improved upon it. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, I don't have a tip, but I will say, based on what everything we've said, um, telling people that you appreciate them oh, and that you yeah. like their stuff, that you love them, um, is always worth doing. Uh, life is short, and you don't know. Maybe you or that person won't be around the next time that you want to tell them. So tell people you love them. If you appreciate something someone does, tell them. Um, Yes. Totally. Do it. That's mine. That's a good tip. Well, Adam was on vacation, so we'll give him a pass this week. I want to say thank you to (laughs) TF Turning for our theme song. If you'd like to hear Morley's rendition of it, sign up for the after show. Um, until next time, I, I want to say, uh, again, thank you to everyone for listening. If you want to find us on social media or if you want to give us any feedback or, or let us know uh, how uh, – if you appreciate us, you can send us a message on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everything. Just search for Clampcast. Uh, we also have a website, clampcast.com. Um, yeah. So I want to say thank you very much, everyone. And – Cheers and have a great day. Bye. Bye. Cool. I just looked up STEM and it's in Australia as well. Yeah. Like science, technology, engineering, and math. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would yeah, hope a, so. I feel like it's a pretty common expression. <laughs> I, I would. No, no, I mean, like, I would hope you guys have the science, technology, engineering, and math down there in the no in Australia. I mean, the kids part, like the education, like the whatever. Yeah, so it, I mean, it's a it's a pretty popular buzzword right yeah. now.